this is Katie Garrett, your functional medicine specialist, and I'm joined by my husband, Phil. Hello again. And we are going to be talking about the importance of sunlight for your overall health. I'm in favor of going out in the sun. Well, you told me to do that this morning when I was trying to get some work done. And, you know, it's not always the most fun thing to do on a Sunday morning, get some work done. And I started to be like, oh my gosh, I have so much work. And how did you respond? I said, why don't you go outside and stand in the sun and ground yourself? Yes. (laughs) He knows me very well. And that's exactly what I did as I stood outside and put my face and my feet in the sun. And it totally did ground me. It made me feel so much better. That's awesome. Yeah. So So we're going to actually talk about like how that happens and why the sun does that. Well, I mean, obviously, it it feels like it's sort of common sense. You know, people talk about vitamin D. They talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, like going out in the sun and, you know, all that. But um, what what is, you know, some of the studies behind that? Yeah. So, you know, of course, being in the sun helps us to make vitamin D. And vitamin D is super important for our health. But there's a lot more benefits to sunlight than just the vitamin D. But if we even just look at vitamin D on its own, studies have shown that 19 of the 30 leading causes of death in the United States is linked to low vitamin D. And when they're looking at studies, they're not usually looking that much at supplementation. So this is like naturally low vitamin D in the blood um, because you're not getting sunlight. And studies have even gone so far as to say is that we could save up to 336 thousand lives per year in america by normalizing vitamin d levels in the blood that's interesting because typically you don't hear that vitamin d is so critical or crucial right yeah and i think i don't know why that is but research makes it really clear like there's millions like i mean there's so many studies about vitamin d and how important it is for every condition because it actually is a hormone and it reduces inflammation so Now we know that like inflammation is at the basis of every chronic condition out there. Um, So when you have something that significantly reduces inflammation and it's an essential nutrient, that's what a vitamin means. It's essential, meaning your body can't live without it. (laughs) And we don't get it from food. You only get it from sun. So it's really, really important. Now, I know there's a bunch of vitamin D supplements. I've, I've taken one before. You know, and so you mentioned before just then that it's there's a difference then between supplementation and actually producing it in your body. Well, yeah, because there's not the studies that have been done on low vitamin D, they're not looking at people who are like supplementing but not enough. So it's not like low vitamin D supplementation. Like this is people who haven't done any supplementation and they have low vitamin D because they haven't been out in the sun. But the thing is that there's so many benefits to be having light exposure in the right way at the right time that goes far beyond vitamin D. Mm, Like what? Um, Well, the first one is mood. A lot of us notice that. Um, You probably have heard of SAD, which is seasonal affect disorder. Um, And so that means that like you have a low mood during the winter. Mm. I totally had that. Yes. Yes. You are sad. (laughs) Yes. I know. Isn't it kind of funny how the acronym works well? Um, And I decided to go to school in South Carolina, even though I had grown up in Michigan and I had never been in the South before. And so, you know, a 17 year old making that decision to go somewhere totally new, it was like a huge part of it was because I just needed to be in the sun and in the warmth. And part of that is because sunlight produces serotonin, Mm. which is our happy neurotransmitter. Um, Neurotransmitter just means like brain chemical. And so serotonin gives us a good mood. When we have low serotonin, we have depression. But it also increases endorphins, which is your happy, you know, like 
feel good, um, euphoric, like a high. You know how people talk about the runner's high? Mm, yeah. That's because it increases endorphins. Chocolate increases endorphins. Pizza increases <laughs> uh, endorphins. No. Well, okay. French so, fries increases endorphins. For you. Okay. <laughs> so endorphins and serotonin both go up, so our mood goes up. Um, and then there's a number of different health conditions that it um, helps to improve. So, for example, cardiovascular disease. Sunlight helps to relax the blood vessels so that you have less of a stress on the heart. And so it helps to reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease. Mm. Um, it also helps with um, uh, vision. And so studies have shown that being like the more time you spend outdoors, regardless of your vitamin D level, the less likely you are to be nearsighted. Mm. And they even controlled for how long you spend looking at objects that are close to you. So people who look at objects close to them for the same amount of time each day, they're less likely to have nearsightedness if they're just outdoors. Interesting. Yeah. And then another one is skin. Some people might have noticed that um, their skin like looks better and has less acne when you're out in the sun. But studies also show that even skin conditions like eczema and psoriasis, um, the disease activity is significantly reduced when the skin is exposed to sun. Interesting. You know, I actually have two historical uh, 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 kind of proofs for the, this type of thing. Oh, okay. So um, one was in 1980. 19, 19, 19, 18, 19, 19, with the Spanish flu pandemic, mm-hmm. um, they uh, did a study on an outdoor hospital, and it actually had double the recovery rates. Wow. So that, obviously, there's other things that go into that, but yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. And historically, they would always tell people that had tuberculosis or something to send them to a better climate, mm. you know, one that, you know, well, there was humidity and things like that, but yeah. certainly the sun could play into that. Yeah. Yeah, it could. Um, the sun plays into other things too than just like mood and disease. It also controls our circadian rhythm. Mm. So circ- once every seventeen years, the circadians come out <laughs> yeah. and make all that noise oh in the gosh, summer. That right? was so bad in Michigan. Oh, dear. Um, no, the circadian rhythm is the regulation of like your bodily um, functions and rhythms based off of a twenty-four hour cycle that is completely controlled by the sun. So, for example, shift workers and blind people, they don't really have the normal use of the sun to control their circadian rhythm. And so when you study these people, and even people who have insomnia, so they have, you know, they're kind of awake or exposing themselves to light during the night, um, they have a lot more GI issues, things like IBS and reflux um, and GI conditions, and they also um, struggle with more inflammation. Um, So when you get the wrong light, meaning like white light, bright light from our light bulbs when it's nighttime. And when you don't really get a lot of sunlight during the day, then you're going to have a lot more health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, even our, you know, I said, you know, you can get more digestive issues if you're a shift worker. And a big part of that is because the sun regulating our circadian rhythm is not just our sleep, like our, our digestion, our um, ability to break down food, our liver function, that actually runs off of a biological clock too. So when you kind of 
mess up your circadian rhythm, you know, and mess up your sleep, you're also starting to disrupt all these other functions that your body has. And then it can have like a domino effect. Interesting. So your favorite phrase to tell me is to go outside and get sun into my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. And into your so eyeballs, part yeah. of that is to, you know, help something that's not even related to the sun that it will happen 12 hours later exactly. when I'm getting in bed. We talked about melatonin and things like that and inflammation. and. Well, we haven't talked about melatonin well, yet. Well, on another podcast, so. Um, at the debunking the top four sleep myths, I think was one of them we did last year. Um, so part of what regulates your circadian rhythm is cortisol and melatonin. So cortisol, your stress hormone rises high in the morning and then it drops at night. And at night is when melatonin rises. Mm. But if you expose yourself to bright, you know, light bulb light at night, that blocks melatonin, which is an antioxidant, which does all these amazing things for the body. Um, and it will cause you to not really have that cortisol that you need in the morning. It won't really rise. So then you can't really get out of bed as easily and you don't get the benefits of your stress hormone. Sure. So just get as much sun as you possibly can. Just lay outside all day long, right? (laughs) Well, you know, there's the whole skin cancer thing. Okay. Yeah. That's not a good sign. (laughs) So, you know, we talked about how like a healthy vitamin D can help save 336,000 lives possibly. Um, Skin cancer um, affects usually about 2,000 lives in terms of like deaths from skin cancer. So that right there kind of says like the risk versus the benefit is pretty heavily weighed in the side of getting sun exposure. But your body has a mechanism to not make you get burned and have cancer from being in the sun. Like throughout, you know, thousands of years, humans were usually in the sun most of the time. So you actually have this adaptation where if you're in the sun a little bit at a time, you know, not enough to where you burn, your skin becomes more and more resilient to the sun. So you can stay out for longer periods of time, you know, during the middle of the day, and you don't have to worry about a burn. You don't have to worry about negative impact to the skin. But also food. You know, we've always got to talk about food in every podcast. And so eating leafy greens and what's called carotenoids, which are these vitamin A compounds from, um, you get that from leafy greens and then red and orange fruits and vegetables. That can help to protect you as well. Gotcha. So you're still advocating that we should wear our sunscreen. But, uh, well, only wear sunscreen if you think you might burn. So like if you haven't been exposed to the sun in three months and you're about to take a trip to Florida and you're going to spend two hours at the beach, then yeah. But if you are spending, you know, 15, 30, 45 minutes in the sun or you play tennis or you garden or stuff like that, you don't need to put on sunscreen if there's really not a risk of you burning if you're having regular normal exposure. It's more so if you're going to be out longer or in like a more southern location closer to the equator you know like if your risk of burning goes up that's when you want sunscreen okay and uh so i mean what's our what's our takeaway what's our how to you know how do do we do this yeah so the the main takeaways is to help to think about your light exposure so in the morning get some sunlight to tell your body that it is morning Go out in the middle of the day and get some vitamin D and endorphins. And then after the sun has gone gone down, get rid of that bright light that's disrupting your melatonin and your circadian rhythm. So only use orange or red lights and use filters on your lights. So I will put links to two resources that you can use to block some of the bright light at night. Well, there goes watching laser light shows right before bed. Oh, well. Don't know what that is, but probably sounds like something you shouldn't do. (laughs) So thank you guys. I hope you get outside in the sun or turn off your overhead lights when you're done with this podcast. And thank you to our sponsor, Fort Worth Food Stories. Check out their podcast as well. Bye.
Thanks.